Yo, check this out. I'm going to talk about my new sponsor, NA11 Everything Rub. This is a seasoning that can go on everything. It can go on fish. It can go on shrimp. It can go on meat. I put it on top ramen. I even tried it on popcorn. It's got a sweet and a salt kind of taste. Um, it's a universal seasoning. NA11 makes cooking easy and fun for everyone and everything. Enjoy time with the family and friends in the kitchen with their salty, sweet, premium dry seasoning made with 11 spices and a kick of heat. A dynamic seasoning for just about everything. NA11 is all natural and non-GMO. They got the premium. They got the not so spicy. They got the extra spicy. They even got the meat marinade. You throw that on whatever you cooking before. Let that sit for a minute and then put the NA11 on it. Crazy. Man, they also got the seasonal smoked lemon pepper premium. You got to get with this, man. I put that in some tuna salad and it was kicking. You feel me? So, boom. You know I got the hookup, right? All you got to do to get 25% off is go to the website, na11everythingrub.com. Put in promo code TCS206, the Sideshow 206, TCS206. Once again, for the people in the back, TCS206 and get 25% off. Compliments of your boy, RC the Trackaholic from the Sideshow. NA11, where science meets flavor. Yo, what's happening? RC the Trackaholic in the building. This is the Sideshow. T-H-E-C-I-D-E-S-H-O-W. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. We coming straight out to Northwest to bring you the best of music and entertainment. Dig that. Not a finger. So without further ado, let's get it cracking. Because this is... The Sideshow. Yo, 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 what's happening, man? This is RC the Trackaholic. This is the Sideshow. Man, I have a special guest here with us today, man. Legendary, iconic, pioneer of the Seattle Northwest hip-hop scene. I mean, you know, people, you know, they might drop my brother's name or like, you know, of course, some of the more larger-than-life characters that have played a big part in the first beginning of hip-hop and this is one of them right here the one the only 3d from pd2 man what's happening man what's happening man what's up with it i appreciate it i appreciate it man it's nothing bro i mean you are a legend in the town man and i was like man if i ain't spoke to nobody on this show i'm gonna speak (laughs) to you you feel me exactly exactly man how, so uh, how's it how's it going these days? It's going all right. I mean, you know, I've had my ups and downs. You know, music has changed drastically over the years mm-hmm. since I uh, have been in, and everything's over the internet. Right. When I back in my day, you had to get up and close and personal to the customer or the fan, mm-hmm. or really, you didn't know one for the other, you were going through mom and pop stores. Right. And, and, uh, in order to promote an artist, 
it costs between fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars to seriously even think about promoting people. Right. Because number one, number one, you had to go in the studio and you had to lay your album out because nobody had their own equipment. Mm -hmm. If you had your own equipment, that was a luxury. Right. Now I have everything I want and it's micro. It's right on the computer. So the store, the station and the record company are all in one spot. Right. And everybody's, everybody's doing it independently. And I think independence is great, but there's a lot of, uh, uneducated artists such as myself or that are out there in the street. And then, you know, you can be innovative and carve your own path, but I don't think that the music business still has rules to it, mm. even though it's new. And I think you have to know more than what you knew before. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Man, um, I want you to speak on a little bit. Uh, there's a few things you touched on that I want you to elaborate. But the first one is uh, the like the like going to the, like how can I put it like where does a song like how does a song start? Let's say before you even get to the studio, like what's 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 the process there? Like, well, the song starts in the mind, mm -hmm. or it starts as a represent. It, it starts as a thought, mm -hmm. or something that I either did or I want to do or the homie did it or something. And you're, you're, you're rapping a lot of song. A lot of rappers are rapping through the, uh, vicariously. When I mean vicariously, you're living through the eyes of the, of the homie, yeah. you, you know, or, or, or a friend or something or a family member, somebody that did something. That's right. why I had a I, I had a line in my rap. I said, "I'ma tell the real and admit it. If I didn't do it, then you can best believe the homie did it." See, it's 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 like you're, you're you you get your source of inspiration from either what you've seen or done or what you want to do. Right, right. And That's, so yeah. and so when you want to do it, they say, oh, "Well, he ain't done all that stuff." That's not. You have to put it in the perspective to where the listener knows that mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things that I rap about that I don't have or I haven't done, but I've seen it done. Right. You know, so being a witness, uh, the rap starts with the subject matter. Dig it. So, or the title, mm -hmm. like I have a rap called, uh, uh, let me, let me see, uh, gangsters on the move. Mm -hmm. And that's how gangsters move in the streets. Now, I may not have did all those things, but I've seen gangsters how they move. Right. And if you've seen it and you're a witness to the truth, you have to be able to transfer it to an idea. So it starts as an idea or a, type, a title, and then from there, you kind of write what you've seen. So in, in other words, you're like a ghetto reporter okay. or a journalist for what you've seen, done, or want to do. Right. So like, like, like NW, like the NWA said they were same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like look at ice cube. Mm -hmm. He has to be the most prolific ghostwriter in the history of rap <laughs> yeah. because, he, <laughs> because he wrote everything for everybody else. Now, now easy E became one of the best rappers, but even though he didn't, okay. 
Would you rather listen to a rapper that didn't write it, but he lived it? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather listen to a rapper that wrote it, but didn't live it? You see, it's easy. He lived what he rapped about, mm-hmm. even though he didn't write it. Right. That's, that's the idea of rap. That's what rap really is. It's telling a story. Right. Rap is like comedy in a sense, but comedy is more real because people want to laugh. See, and and when and and when people see rappers a make you cry thing, the more you cry about it, the realer it is. Dig that. A, a rap unless it's a comical rap, and we don't have that many uh 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 raps that make you laugh. No, not no more. I mean, everything nice is dead to, serious now. Everything's serious. And it's too serious. And the more serious it is, the more far fetched it seems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's where a rap comes from. I, I okay, I, I feel you on that. You know, I saw uh something on TikTok today, um, come across this guy like he would just kind of throw out random facts, but it'll really make you think. And one thing I saw today he said was that uh hip hop hasn't had hasn't held a number one uh single, I think, or album since nineteen ninety three. Yes. And, and so I can I could think of as far as Seattle, I can think of three rappers that I know mm-hmm. that have won Grammys. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. It's mix a lot. It's Ishmael from the Diggable Planet, uh-huh. and it's Macklemore. Yeah, for sure. Macklemore. They're the only ones that have won a Grammy. Most cities have four or five nominees right. alone for years. Mm-hmm. Seattle doesn't even have a nominee. But Seattle has all the talent. And what well, I, I, keep- I, I apologize. I have to stop you right there. Uh, there, 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 there was there was one recently. Actually, BZ Two Thousand was just up for a Grammy. Um, yeah, and he. he but did, I he mean, did, oh, what do you? Okay, I'm but, sorry. What do you mean? Okay, what I'm saying is, from the from its inception, or whenever the city got got famous, and what she like meets a lot, he didn't open the door for other rappers to get to to be put on for Grammys. Mostly when you see another city, they uh, a monumental rapper from that city carved his way through the trail and blazed the trail for other rappers to get on. Right. Okay. Macklemore, he, he hasn't brought anybody else out that's got Grammys. He had the Da Vinci Code and he didn't do it. Uh, Ishmael, he, he he really wasn't from Seattle. Mm-hmm. He went to Garfield right. when he was with the, the Diggable Planet. Right. And so he got famous, but he didn't come back and grab another tribe called Quest or nothing to put nobody on. So why is it that the Seattle rappers crack the code and then they don't open the door for other people to crack the code? Like Nelly, he had the code cracked for him. Atlanta, they cracked the code for that Trump and a lot of other rappers to come in. Miami's done it. Mm-hmm. New York's countlessly done it over the years. They're still doing it. Right. And the Midwest is doing it. And and, and the West Coast. And, and the South. Them. Yeah. So, yeah, with, with uh, Uncle Luke, and then you have Rap-A-Lot. But Seattle has all the talent. And what I suggested is that all the Seattle rappers need to get together all of them. I'm, I'm not saying 
leaving one out, even mm-hmm. if he's weak, because a guy can have a uh, hundred corny bars, but he might have that 99th bar might be the one that puts him over. Sure. But, but in that case, you can't judge who's weak because there's a lot of weak songs that have made it. And you say, well, why are they so, why did the, his song make it and my song didn't make it? Because the company that was behind the uh, song mm-hmm. did everything that it was possible to do to push that song through every phase of the music business to get where it's going. Okay, they did so, the marketing. Like just, okay, so so you're talking about the, the, the company and uh, and them them push getting behind the artist and pushing it. Now, do you also think that is it is uh significant that um the your 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 home base has to support you as well? I don't believe in that because I I believe that that's possible, but I'm 3D. Look at me. Mm-hmm. There's one of me in every town. Dig it. There, there, there's really the baddest guy who's in who's in that town. And everybody knows it. Like, mm-hmm. if you went to every town, there might be different sides of the town, but you might say, who's that one rapper that all sides of the town talk about or rappers, you know, not and male or female? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, it's got to be 3D, 3D, right. 3D. Right. Got to be. See, you have to be well-known in every side of your town, not just where you're from. You have to be well-known outside of your town and, and 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 outside of your neighborhood in order to get going because you're like like Jesus. Jesus performed miracles all over the world. Mm-hmm. But when he got back to Nazareth and Galilee, oh that's just Jesus. He's been walking on water for years. All right, so you yeah. so, so, so <laughs> what you're saying is like <laughs> like like they, they they keep making they keep making us local. Yeah, no, you don't. I mean, get it's, your it's, pops. It's, it's a, you don't get your pops locally because everybody knows you. Right? You think Floyd? Okay, Floyd Mayweather's mm-hmm. good because he made it. Manny Pacquiao is good boxer because he made it, mm-hmm. and he he went other places and whooped on other people right. to show that he's not just a local guy. You have, and in order to be global, you have to go global. So when I write. I write for everybody in the world. Like, what do they think about my rap in Pakistan? Mm-hmm. What do they think about it here? Mm-hmm. What do they think about it in New York? Mm-hmm. Not just Seattle, because if you're just rapping for people in your town, nine times out of ten, they're not going to support you. Or Now, it's a, it's a trip because I tried to sell one of my raps for three bucks the other day. Mm-hmm. Now, I can get on the street and I can sell a CD for 50 bucks. But that's about running to the right person. But this is a person that's been knowing me even before I started rapping, and he wanted to rap for free. Right. I'm like, man, if, 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 if I'm the guy and all I'm uh, saying is, if I'm all that's coming out your mouth, how come you can't give me the money? You buy two short albums, you buy this album, you buy that album. Well, those guys went, you know, they're from somewhere else, and they made it. That's your answer right there. <laughs> okay, okay, that, okay. I see what you're saying. So I mean, so you know what I mean, yeah. So the, so long as the they closer can, you, 
Yeah. The closer you the, the closer you are to the source, they expect to rap because they think support is just saying it. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna go in their pocket and give you anything. Well, that's but, I mean, yeah, that that that's true. Um But somebody that doesn't know you in another seat, he'll go in his pocket. That's the acid test right there. Do you, do you think that uh, since we're on that subject, do you think that that's a Seattle thing or is that just a local thing? Be honest. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it applies locally for everybody. For everybody, but think, okay. But I think in Seattle, it's at epidemic proportions mm-hmm. because yeah. it's evident. It, it, it's that your answer is baked into the question because only a handful of rappers have made it. And see, if BZ, I went to BZ's 2000 studio with uh, Papa uh, oh, Da Vinci Papa Black. Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He took me there. Mm-hmm. That man's work, BZ 2000, his work at the Epic is something else. It's insane. I'm telling you. Yeah. I messed up. I messed up like where usually I'm a one-take Jake. Mm-hmm. But there was, there was a little bit where he wanted me not to rap with so much emphasis, you know, ho, ho, ho. you know, he said, just be light with it. And I, and I wasn't comfortable with that. Right. And he said, it doesn't matter if you mess up, I'll put the, the tracks in line. Yeah. I'll edit it to the point where it doesn't matter if you think you made a mistake, I can hear the mistake, but he did it over and over and over and over and, and edited it until we got out of there. Right. So he deserves a Grammy. But that, but the real question for BZ is, if he wins this Grammy, or not even if he wins it, if he gets, it, it's not going to be people from Seattle that are going to make him win the Grammy. He's going to have to win the Grammy outside of the city. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it, it sounds like, uh, I mean, because you're you're quite passionate about that. I mean, is that is that how you is that how you feel about yourself? I mean, I made a lot of mistakes. So mm-hmm. the reason, and I mean, uh, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'll talk about it now. Uh, I've made mistakes with the legal system, mm-hmm. and I made mistakes in the streets. Right, right. You know, I I got a little too drunk, maybe got a little too, you know, tipsy off this or that. Yeah. And I didn't watch myself legally, and I had to go and do some time. Right. But so – a lot of the reasons why I'm where I'm at is because of that. Oh, and I everybody see. knows everybody knows about my legal and my bout with the streets. Right. See the problem the problem with me was I was a rapper that was trying to live the street life and that really wasn't what I was cut out to be. Mm-hmm. I was a rapper. I should have stayed in my rap lane. Right. But I didn't and I looked at it as well I tried to turn it into research, mm-hmm. but that's not how you research. If I know a gangster that's really a gangster, why don't I just go and talk to that gangster and get his story and write about it? Damn. I don't have to try to live it mm-hmm. in order to get it because I was under the misconception that you really had to do everything in order to write about it. If you didn't do it, even if you've seen it or heard about it, you couldn't. People wouldn't believe that unless you really lived it. Right. And so I think that, like, you have Rick Ross, 
he's a correction officer right. that's living like he's a kingpin. Right. And he never was a kingpin. Right. And so a lot of the, a lot of the rappers they hear these rags to rich. Well, they hear these riches to riches stories. Mm-hmm. They don't hear about the underdog. Like I said, the times in between when Be- when Big Baby kept on kept on where everything was short and his work was being stepped on. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's how it really is in the streets. <laughs> but that's a bar. <laughs> that's a bar, but but yeah. I wouldn't get I wouldn't get the amount of uh praise for that bar. Mm-hmm. Number one is because I don't have the consensus of eight or nine cities saying that that's a bar. I think that somebody else weighing in from somewhere else, you have to go beyond the scope of your city. Now, when you talk about going beyond the, 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 the scope of your city, um, other uh, cities and other states, they, they still have to, to identify with you, and they still have to understand what you're talking about and be like, that nigga's talking that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, well, go ahead. What that comes down to is because I've I've been in Seattle and I've met people from all over. Mm-hmm. See, Seattle's one of those gateway cities where you could come here and there's more people that are not from Seattle that are from Seattle. I'm from Seattle. Right. I met a I met a dude from Detroit and he says, Oh, you're three D mm-hmm. and I said I said, Yeah, what do you mean? He said, Man, man, they be talking about you in Detroit. Who? See, this is the nitty gritty where I want to get down to what's different about the new music business and the old music business. Uh-huh. Let's say, let's say under the old music business, I did a show. Okay, I performed for a hundred people. How do I know? And it's still like this today, but you can find out better. How do I know where that one person is in the crowd that likes me? See, you only need one fan. Mm-hmm. You don't need all hundred fans. Mm-hmm. You only need to get one everywhere you go. Dang. And that's how Macklem- that's how Macklemore got his claim to fame mm-hmm. because he did a lot of backyard barbecues and bar mitzvahs and he paid attention to who liked them. Right. And so if I did this show in Detroit, nine, uh, 99 people might boo me or don't like me, but there's always that one person that liked it because they felt what I was talking about. You have to find out who that person is. Mm -hmm. The old music business didn't allow you to do that. Mm -hmm. The the person who knew that or did know it, or maybe did or didn't know it, was the record company. And he always kept that from the artist in order to keep the artist in his pocket. Hmm. You see, if the record company told me that uh, you, Ryan Kroon, the man that's interviewing me, like my rap in Detroit, then why would I need the record company? Right. I can go straight to you. That's how the new music business is. Analytics and the computer helps you find your fan base. Definitely. It's just like, it's just like walking by a store and you get this text alert and we got Nikes for sale in the Bon Marche. Right. How the fuck fuck did you know I like Nikes? (laughs) Because, because the Bon Marche or maybe a little store seeing you buy some Nikes and they sold your information or your email or your phone number to the Bon Marche. So when you walk by the bond, 
you get this text alert. Analytics helps you track and find your fan base quicker so where you don't even have to tour and you don't have to leave your city. You right. just got to find out who likes you. Right. Until in, in, until they want to see you, then you got to go there. Uh, right. But if if one person wanted to see you, would you be game? Would, would a person be game enough to travel? Well, right now, it's expensive to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll they'll pay for it. I mean, I've I've done that before. You know, what I'm saying literally, like yeah, like like, like yeah, one person because, came up because, here. Because, go ahead, go ahead. Because word of mouth. Yes, definitely. Or or just like you said, somebody came to the city and met you. And was like, man, you know, I just met 3D. He's like, oh, what? Yeah, I'm going to bring him down here or, or get somebody to bring you down there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, that's, yeah. That's, see, if Seattle really wants to get on, the, get, on the, get on the map, we need to have a town, a series of town-wide compilations. Mm-hmm. We, have to, we have to put out enough compilations where we're running through all the rappers to get them all on wax. Mm-hmm. One studio, one one group, the whole world. Sure. See, that that concept right there would open people up to Seattle rap because you would be getting multiple artists like Master Peeper uh showed you that if you have if you have a lot of artists on one label, you have a variety. Mm-hmm. People like a variety. So let's say I put out a compilation with nine other rappers. Mm-hmm. Okay. They go to one studio or not because see some rappers can't get along with other rappers because of where they're from. If you have a blood trip on an album, they're not going to do that. But I think it's, but I think somebody like me that's reached out to both worlds. Mm-hmm. I have blood partners and trip partners. I could go to the shot callers. And in in each group would say, "Listen, man, uh, I'm 3D. You know me. Yeah, OG, you all right? Okay, I need the best rapper out of your group right now. Out your set, okay, Bloods. I need the best rapper out of your set. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys don't even have to get together and be in the same place. Mm-hmm. I just need his talent so he can be heard. Okay, right. okay, uh, little mamas. I need the best female rapper you got because." That's another thing that I want to talk about. I believe there's two things that haven't been achieved in rap, but if you get those people together, you can put out a child-wide compilation and we can get on the map because they'll say, well, I didn't like 3D, but I liked uh, Lil Blue or, right. or, or or Big Red or, 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 or Sexy Mama. I liked it her, or I like them all. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you got Jay-Z and Nas on one album, you're going to have people that like Nas and they're not going to like Jay-Z. And then you have people that vice versa, like Jay-Z, but they don't like Nas. Right. But then you're going to have that, that rare fan that likes both of them. That's, right. So you want all the fans, but in order to make a fan, you have to get yourself out there. And a lot of times, yeah. as, as free as the internet is, you might as well put it out there. Because like me, I've had raps for 30 years that are just as good, and I'm, they're not being heard. Right. So what's the difference? They're not making money. Now, uh, so you just recently, uh, your I don't know if this is your first album, but it got it got re, it got re released and on vinyl. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, by uh, Novocaine. Novocaine, dope music for for the head. For the head. Yeah. Now um, that 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 style, see, for and in order for somebody to go back now, when I listen to the music now, I like that music, but I don't even rap like that anymore. Right. I can't think. I can't think of one song that I even remember. But I guess there's a market out there. Now see, now see, this is what I, this is what I want. I, I want to touch on with you because there is, there's a market, and so you, you being like, um, you know, there like from close to the beginning. Uh, there's people. Well, out I there was there from the beginning. From the beginning, okay, okay. Sure. I, I, I stand corrected. Well, I, I am. I, I technically, James Coon, uh, Snap Crackle and Pop, uh-huh. uh, Mellow Mike. The cat rapper, like your mama got hit by the 48. Okay. He was doing too short because Mellow Mike was from Oakland. So he came up because he was growing up listening to too short. Okay. He used to do comical rap. Uh, your mama got a crack pipe sticking out of her mouth. Okay. Right. We, we didn't even know what crack was, but he was rapping about it a long time ago. Or, or your mama got hit by the 48 trying to catch the bus. Wait, that, your that, that, just sound like, that sound like ranking, though. It is, but he <laughs> took it and made it into a rap. Oh, uh, okay, I see so, what you're saying. Because he's for, because he's from Oakland, and Mellow Mike. Because he's from Oakland, he he got exposed to Too Short, mm-hmm. and Too Short, he yeah. said a lot of things that were funny, but they were true. Right? Yeah, you know your sister's a hoe. You know your sister's a hoe. She's a hoe. Your sister's a hoe, <laughs> and people would laugh at that, but everybody knew. That the boy's sister was out on the corner right. selling her ass. Yeah, that was some, yeah, that was some real shit. <laughs> yeah, but he got paid for being real. Right. That's what I mean. So, so uh, uh, speak on that just just uh, just a, a little bit. Well, ain't, ain't nothing little bit with you, three D. But right. speak, but 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 speak on uh, like hip hop, like from where you started, like like I mean, I, I would assume you know at least the eighties, late seventies, right, seventy nine, seventy eight. Uh, 80, 81. 81. Okay. So, so, yeah. so, so speak on, if you can, if you could just paint me a picture of hip hop, uh, you know, around you at that time, like, 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 like if you had to, every, 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 everything was out of New York. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So if you, if, New if, York, if, if, like if you had to, Flash, okay. uh, uh, the treacherous three, yeah. these groups yeah. and see the difference between rap nowadays is that you have a bunch of solo rappers mm-hmm. or rappers and it's like they're taking turns on the mic. But back then you had a group, they were splitting words in half. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the treacherous three would say, we got something new. And then the next rapper would say, we got something new. And then they would all come in and say, you know, it was more split up and closely, like the closer that you could rap a, a rap, Together, mm-hmm. you were more filthier. Okay. I think that the boundaries, I think that rap has gotten away from that because you don't have as many groups. Well, Just like, I mean, that, but that, you, that, that's a style, right? I mean, that's like, I mean, like, it seems well, like that, that style yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. got it, left it, back in the style, 80s. But it was a criteria mm-hmm. how rap was measured. Okay. So if you were a solo rapper mm-hmm. and you didn't have a lot of groups, you had to be bad to carry 
a label by, by yourself. yourself. By yourself. Okay. Okay. Now, um, and, and and see, they tell you that just like Ice Cube was the ghostwriter for NWA, mm-hmm. Melly Mel wrote a lot of the raps for the Grandmaster Flash. Mm. Even though they wrote their own rap, and then you know, and then Grandmaster Flash was the DJ. Yeah. See, that's a lot of things like dope music for the head, Donnell. Too smooth. He was my DJ. I was going to ask you about him, uh, DJ and Too he, Smooth. He, yeah, I talked to him the other day. He's filthy. Oh, so he, is, is he still a DJ? Well, he still messes around on the tables. Oh, okay. Just like everybody else. But the DJs now, when when you hear a DJ Khaled, mm-hmm. they're just featuring more. <laughs> they don't really, they don't really. Their name is bigger. It's 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 goes hand in hand with rap. Definitely. So when you hear something from Khaled, mm-hmm. you know that if he put it out, it's official. You yeah. don't see a lot of DJ this. Like a lot of a lot of rappers had DJs and the DJs were active mm-hmm. particip- participants in the music. Now a DJ is an active participant in the music, but he's like the producer. Mm-hmm. He's the one that puts it all together. Right. Like like Ryan Plume, be like if you were uh, instead of the trackaholic, if you were DJ Ryan Plume, mm-hmm. you would still have somebody making beats for you in this, but you put your name on it. Right, right. But that, and that, and that, and that's what a producer out. does. Producers, like, right? Yeah. But 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 a producer has become DJ. Mm-hmm. This now maybe they can spin records because that's why. Um, my vinyl life has been so good because a real DJ doesn't want to use CDs and, you know, mixers. They want to use real vinyl. Yeah, for sure. And so, and so that's what's called a connoisseur. Mm-hmm. But that's another can, can of uh, ball of wax. Right, right, right. But that's the difference between rap now. When I started, everything was New York. Now, it's branched out everywhere to where you have rappers from, from everywhere. But I guarantee you, every original rapper that looked at a rapper, every rapper that looked at a rapper from New York, right? Because New York was like the mecca of rap. Now you it know, uh, my, my my brother told me a story about how uh, when they started rapping, they it wasn't on TV and it was only on the radio and on records, and they didn't know what they looked like. So when they when when they went out to perform, you know, like in that's the, image. That's called an image. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't know what the image was. But all they knew is that when they had to go out and like perform and everything, they had to look good. So they just kind of came up with their own, you know, their own hey, style. Hey, hey, hey Ryan, mm-hmm. Ryan, can we pause right quick? Yeah, no problem. Okay, hold on. Okay, RC, I'm back. That was a brother. Uh, a guy that I went to all day with, he was calling all the way from Idaho just to check on me. Oh, okay. I was I was actually gonna um, ask you about uh, all day because I I didn't even know that that you went there, but because uh, that's that's a private school, man. So that was like another, like a whole nother side of the game. Like you know, like because if you because if you went to all day, then I mean you know that was kind of like a upper echelon kind of thing. You know, like it's a private yeah, school. It was, I, I went as a. I went to O'Day High School. I graduated in 1985. Okay. Uh, I went to Catholic grade school. I was in public school, but then my mom took me out of public school and put me in uh, 
Catholic school. I went to St. Edwards. Okay. From Ace and Mercer. I went to Ace and Mercer and then from there, because Mercer was a rough school. Yeah. They were busting kids in. Mm -hmm. So you had kids from everywhere. But my mom took me out and put me in uh, uh, St. Edwards. And then uh, she worked a couple jobs in order to get me through the school. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like we had money, but uh, she wanted me to get a better opportunity. Yeah. And so uh, O'Day was a sports school like Jojo Buchanan. He, you know, the great Jojo Buchanan, he just passed away. Oh, okay. But, but Jojo went to O'Day. See, there wasn't a lot of minorities that were going to those schools. Number one, because they couldn't afford tuition. So, but number two, they went to the school because they had a better chance sports wise and academically at getting recognized for either your brain, both or what you can do on the field. So and, that, uh, Gar that... Garfield, Gar I mean, that's why I take my hat off to Garfield because they whooped us twice in state and basketball, but old days been there. Right. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I went to the school. It was different. And, I'm just now finding out that a lot of the the quote-unquote white guys that I went to school with, they were big hip-hop fans. Right. You know, it, it's, it's just like, I'll tell you, a, 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 I guess I can talk about it. I went to prison because I sold drugs to the police undercover. Okay. And when I got in prison, they have these white guys like Bubby and other guys that grew up with blacks, but, you know, they went to prison uh -huh. and when, and a lot of guys, when they get to prison, I'm not saying Bubby, Bubby's from the hood, yeah. but, and, but, uh, they go to prison and they become skinheads because mm. for protection, mm -hmm. for protection. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was in prison and I had a skinhead come up to me and say, uh, Hey, uh, Bob, uh, don't tell my brother's three, but that I got rap news in my player. Cause we have a, cause we can have iPods in the prison now. Right. Uh, I have rap in my player and I got black kids cause he had a black baby's mama. Oh, he, wow. he, he was from the hood. Yeah. But when he got to prison, he switched up and got a swastika on him for protection. Oh shit. So, yeah. so there's, which goes to show you there's more other races trying to be black like us than there is our own blacks trying to be like us. Now, be, so, now wait, so when, when you say that, do you, are you sure they, they not, they, I mean, they might, because uh, you said trying to be black, but could it be possible that they just, they do black things. They, oh, they okay. do black things. Like, like this. They okay. Live, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, not trying to be, but they do black things or be, because they love the they culture. Live as blacks, but we get, they live as blacks. But if you go around their family, like, like if you and I went around their family, mm -hmm. they would get, uh, we would get uh, persecuted for being black. Word. But man, your own son has got rap music. He's got Jordans. He's I'm not saying Jordan's a black thing, but yeah, yeah, but, it's, know, yeah. but, 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 but everything that's cool that other kids like or other people like, we put our stamp on it. Dig it doesn't get validated unless the hood puts their stamp on it. Right. Oh, 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 okay, a white boy that lives out in Yale, Washington, which which is another thing, you might have some bad beat makers out there, 
that's why I wanted to start a show called uh, called uh, it, 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 it's, it's like a studio show. Mm-hmm. It's where it's like cribs meets the studio, and right. we go to little small towns. And you might have Casey, who lives in Yelm, mm-hmm. and he's a bad beat maker, but don't nobody know him because of where he's from. So we go, hey, Casey, how you doing? I'm 3D. This is Ryan Cron, the trackaholic. We're here to see what you're running. And we go in there and drop a verse on him, and he got bad beats. And I get on, you get on, for putting other people on. See, see the new music business, I, I left that out, is that it's designed, it, it's always been designed, but it's designed now to put somebody else on. You right. can't be no a one man show because T.S. Eliot has a saying: "No man is an island." Right. You can't right. do it by yourself. Just like this interview, I'm doing with you. I can I can do an interview by myself. Who's gonna listen to it? <laughs> but they'll listen to Ryan. Hey, look, they'll I don't know to Ryan's interview. Right. Well, if they, if you put it out there, they'll, they'll probably listen to it. Shit, I would. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you would, but the average person doesn't know about the show. So that guy from Detroit that said, yeah, I know you, you're 3D. They talk about you in Detroit. Damn. So if I go to Detroit, all I got to do is find out who you talking about. Oh, I know everybody who they are. So see, it would behoove Seattle, a, a real rapper from Seattle wouldn't just get the music to people from Seattle. They would give it to other people right. coming from other cities mm-hmm. because then they can take the rap back to their city and I guarantee you somebody else is going to like it. If if I gave that dude my rap from Detroit and he went back and played the album, he's going to come back and say, how they like it out there? Man, man they're just going crazy over your shitty out right. here. See, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got you you got to play the field. I mean, that, that's how like that's how like people fell in love with like uh, the click. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you know, they came through here and you know was was selling CDs. And see, and, and, and they tapes. had sound scan with the barcodes. They sold a million copies of, of like when he said I sold a bunch of units underground. Mm-hmm. They was bumping the same hole in every time. Mm-hmm. See, they was because them guys was scanning stuff right out the trunk. Now they got song trust. Which 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 tracks your music over the internet right. to make sure you're giving it. See, one of the things that um, if I had a producer, let's say, and he told me that we're gonna press up ten thousand copies of dope music for the head, mm-hmm. my album, and we're gonna put it out. How do I know he really pressed up ten thousand and he didn't press up twenty? That's true. You know, you know, you know how I. See, so he's making, he's I, only paying me for 10, uh-huh. but he's doubling his money on the other end because I don't know about the other 10,000 that he had. See, SoundScan, a song trust sets a ceiling for the amount of money that you're supposed to make off an album. If you make more than money than what you did, then that means you pressed up more copies. And they're gonna bust you, right? See, uh, and and every rapper that's listening, or every engineer who's listening, or whatever you are in the music business, get your stuff copyrighted. 
because get your stuff copyrighted. Yeah, for sure. Because I will say this, you can't stop nobody from stealing your music. You just have to be able to prove it's yours when they do. That is the truth. Look, look, I have to give you a hand clap on that one because that's the realest shit you ever spoke. That's the truth. Man, I know this for a fact. Now, I've had an ongoing library Mm-hmm. Since eighty one from the beginning. Right. It costs a little more money to get it copyrighted, but believe me, a copyright lasts seventy five years after you die. It's actually infinite now. I mean and, and plus it don't cost nothing now. So when you did it, I mean, yeah, they was charging, but yeah, you can like you, you like you can you can do it online and it'll it'll be yours. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the government registers it. Now uh, but, uh <laughs> Let me. Uh, but uh, there's there, there's there's three there's two things in rap that I think haven't been done, and I want to touch on that right quick. Okay. One thing is that there's never been a nigga or a bitch or a, a Run DMC, a Bonnie and Clyde team, a guy and a girl make it all the way to the top as a permanent fixed group. Now they've had females and males do compilations. And together, but they don't have a male and a female, a Bonnie and Clyde team as a permanent group, make it all the way to the top. Where mm-hmm. are they at? I'm not saying that they don't have one out there, mm-hmm. but there's not been one that's been advertised as such. And another thing is when gangsters ain't listening to gangster music, we're listening to oldies or we listening to some Keith Sweat right. or we listen slow music mm-hmm. they've never had an all slow rap album you what, what do you mean by, what do you mean by slow rap like a i need love cool j type song <laughs> for the ladies they right. they haven't had that right. and if you put one of those out i like you could say the world's first all slow rap album right you know um like let's sip a cup or two baby girl what's up with you you know i'm really trying to fuck with you Girl, I got a seat for two. You know, that's one of my raps where I got a two-seater. I, I got room. Right. You can get in this one seat and ride with me. Hey, man, you, you, you change your voice, too, on me, man. You got a little Barry White on me, too. <laughs> that's my rap. <laughs> that's my rap voice, man. But see, I need a good producer mm-hmm. that I, I want to see the dynamic between a male or a female, like, like, we're going to ride to the end of the line, side by side, and everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Keep sticking to the script, and we both going to win. I'm going to ride with you, baby, through thick and thin. You know, like, if you have a male and a female in the rap, it gives both dynamics and both perspectives. Plus, females have kind of taken a back seat. I mean, they're coming on strong where they're where they're getting behind the wheel themselves. Yeah, they ain't taking no but, shit right now. They, man, they No, 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 not now. Yeah. They they leave. but I'm not saying that a woman needs a man to come up, but it would be good to see both elements in a rap right. go all the way to the top. Right. If a female and a male had a song together that made that, that hit a Grammy that would break ground. That's all I'm saying. I could, I, I, yeah. I could dig it. Um, I mean, there, there, there's been some, 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 some pretty uh, cool duos. Like, uh, I mean, you got Nan with uh, Trick Daddy and uh, Trina, you know. And then there's always yeah. the, um, the uh, what's the one? And I'm not, I'm not start, having it. But they didn't. But they yeah. didn't. That was the start. But they didn't stick with it. They weren't a permanent group. 
you know, you know what's crazy? They probably made more money though, like like being kind of a a best friend duo when they was on that love and hip hop shit, because that shit kind of blew up too. You know what I'm saying? But right. So you know, it's, so you take that. Yeah. You you take love and you take hip hop and you bring it to the listener. Another thing that you can do is, like, okay, let me tell you uh, uh, something. Say you have this rap and it's a skit and the mama's got the girl in between her legs and she's combing her hair uh-huh. and the girl's bending her head and she's like, okay, baby, you done. Okay, eat your breakfast, get your books back. Your bus is going to be out front. And and it's kind of like before the music starts, it's just a little skit. Right. And, and they say, uh, you go put it on right now. Mommy, I don't want to put it on. You're going to put it on. And, you know, but nobody knows what she's talking about. And so the the mother puts the little girl on the bus and she got a little kicking it partner like her, her little boyfriend or her dude. Or, you know, they're just young, but they friends. And his mama, girl, what you doing? Oh, nothing about to get this boy off to school. Yeah, I'm about to get this girl. And then I'm going to go back and have me a beer and do my dishes and iron it. Yeah, I'm about to roll one up and do the same and, Wait till this girl get out of school. I see you, girl, when the bus comes. And when the bus comes, they get off the bus. Mm-hmm. And the little boy gets shot in some gang crossfire and gets killed. Damn. And the little, girl's, the little girl's in her room. And her mother comes in there and says, Travion's dead. And then she unzips the girl's coat. And she got a vest on. And it says, now imagine if you had to buy a child a vest, because the neighborhood in turned into the wild, wild west. Every man for themselves. Ain't nobody feeling unity. A grand on the shelf, because he's killing his community. Trump and split the nation. There's bumps in education. Mass regentrification for fast reintegration. They selling us the guns, and they locking up our fathers. They telling all our sons to stop talking to our daughters. Say we gonna bubble like champagne rise. Get elected off our troubles through campaign lies. They'll hand you a gun before they hand you a book. Black mother wonder why our black son is a crook. So you have oh, yeah. this skit uh-huh. that's powerful. Right. It puts the people in suspense, but then it sums it up why the mother wanted her to put it on. Right. It is the best. And would you buy your child a vest? <laughs> so you could say, yeah, this is uh, uh, Ryan Kroon, the trackaholic today, and I got 3D and in here, and uh, we got a question. Would you buy your child a vest? Yeah, and we tune in yeah. all around the United States, yeah. and we have people weigh in. And then we have some, like, three or four different rappers come in on the song, and we put the song out, and we say proceeds for this album go to people who lost who lost a kid. Right. Have you ever lost a kid, a family member, or a loved one? to uh, gang violence or shooting in the hood, would you buy your child a vest? That, see, what we need to do now is, the beautiful thing is, you can tie rap into a social media platform. Definitely, You just have to find the people out there that like the song. Mm -hmm. Now, you get all those people together that have lost a loved one or a child to what I'm talking about, and that's your fan base right there. Right. See what I mean? Yeah. All you have to do is take a quick survey and put it up there 
and it's going to get around. You know, you advertise on TikTok or, or Facebook. Have you ever lost a loved one? If you have, wherever, it doesn't matter what city you are, log in and tell us your story. Definitely. And you take those stories mm-hmm. and you build the rap off those stories. Definitely. So that's another way that rap is going that I think uh, I can I can capitalize on. I, I just that, need the good producer such as yourself. Hint, hint. Of course. Hey, look, come on, man. You know we was about to get it together. You know, we're yeah. still working on it. It's all good. I got yeah. you. That's my word. But uh, that's, I mean, you know, I can offer so much to the interview, but if there's any other thing that you want to ask me, feel free, brother. Okay, well, uh, I wanted to talk about, actually, uh, your name and, 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 and uh, what PD2 is. Okay, well, my name is 3D, uh-huh. and and the three dimensions a rap is, see, it's music with a message for the people. That's what the three dimensions are, a rap. Uh-huh. You have to see, my brother said, okay, let me put it like this. You can have an image. Chris Cross was an image. Yeah, He's going to fade out with the next big image. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross is an image. Right. Okay, Grandmaster Flash, the message was, it, there was a message in it, so it's going to stand the test of time. Sure. And then you can sell music and be good. So you can either have a good image, you can have good music, or you can have a message. But the music, the next, with technology, the, the, the playing field is level for everybody that can make good music. So if your beat is filthier than that beat, the next best beat is going to come in and knock your beat off its throne. And you win for the beat because everybody goes by the beat. Okay. An image, the next biggest image, okay, them guys wore their clothes backwards. Okay. Now you take the one song, jump, jump. Everybody make you jump, crisscross. Okay, they were talking about jumping, but what sold them was their image. TLC was almost the image, but they had a message in their song. So that's the difference. And then PD2 was people dedicated to original hip hop. Uh, and that's what we are. Okay. That's what it stands for. Wow. Okay. And that man, I because I mean like I, I mean I and, do, and, I used to carry your tape in my pocket, bro. PD2. Uh-huh. It was yellow and black. I'll never forget yellow it. Yellow and black with yep. the fist and the, and the sure. little pinky ring on it. Yep, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. A lot, a lot of people have tapped in and said, man, I still got your tape. Man. And they'll show it to me. They'll take a picture of it and show it. I don't even have the tape no more. Man, that's and crazy. Be like, and one, one guy gave me his the, the, the tape that he had. Really? He didn't have the cover. He kept the cover but he gave me the real factory cassette. And back then they were doing a maxi single. Yeah. It was like two, two songs on each side. Right. Right. Yep. Man. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. Cause, but, uh, cause I, I remember like uh, me and my friend, we were taking, I think we were taking, no, we were riding our bikes. We're not a bus. And somebody said, that's 3d. I'm like, that, that's, that's who's that? It was like, Oh, he, you know, he, he's a rapper. So, and then he, then we went back to his house and he played me your tape. 
And I was like, wow, that was that guy. And so then I bought the tape and I, yeah. And I just carried it because I saw you and I, and I, and I was like, I saw this guy who's on this tape, you know what I'm saying? Like that was dope to me. Yeah. That's man. I appreciate it, man. (laughs) Um, But uh, my, my thing is I want to move away from trying to put myself on and I want to open the door and be instrumental in putting others out rappers on. Like, like, let me give you an example. One day I was singing one of my raps and that's when I was in the streets and I was all on drugs and on alcohol. And I really didn't have any focus with myself. I, I'll talk about it now. Okay. I was, I was, uh, because to not know that part of me, you really don't know me. Right. Because everybody knows that I could have been way further than I am now if I hadn't have been on drugs. Right. And and drugs were so man, stay away from them drugs, kids yeah. and family and everybody. people out there that's yeah, listening, sure. everybody. Yeah. So uh one day uh one of the homies I was rapping the rap and one of the homies from the South End, because you know, I, I figure I'm town wide, but you know, I grew up mostly in the South End. Right. So one of the one of the Seattle homies said, uh, man, you ain't gonna do nothing with that rap. You need to let me get it and make a million and then when you when you when you get strong enough to get on, then I'll put you on and you can come and take oh take the wheel. And I was <laughs> and I kinda got mad. I was like, Man, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you ain't mean? nobody doing my raps for me. But then twenty years later, I thought about it. The guy has something. Because everybody that really likes 3D has a favorite rap that they like of mine. And so, and some guys can rap, they just can't write. Right. Like everybody, everybody, if you know a Too Short song, and I use Too Short because I went on tour with Too Short. And uh, he, he's really, he's the real deal. He's oh, really? What, 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 what year was that? Do you know? Do you remember? Uh... It was in the eighties. Yeah, that was prime time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was opening up for a lot of guys. Okay. See, Mix a Lot was already famous, so he felt like opening up for certain rappers was beneath him. Right. But uh, uh, but the homie said, "Let me get that." And then another homie said, "Man, let me get that rap, man. What you want for that?" And then I I do this rap called tore up before where I was living on drugs and I was in the street and I named all the towns, all, all the spots in the town where people sold and people know those spots. Right. Even, even people from that hood. So I said, uh, from the links of first Avenue straight to the summit shop, then hit Oscars and burn up the parking lot, then hit union cherry in the Valley, 21st and Jefferson all in the alley. Get somewhere because some gangs is getting sick of me. Then hit yesters and twist this Sam's quickie. That's by the terrace. So I'm taking you through wow. all the all the all the notorious spots. Yeah. And that's probably the number one requested rap, even though it's old. But they they still want to hear it, Man. or they want somebody new to sing it. And I was sitting around one day and I had this dream, and I heard this voice say. Let me get that. And I was thinking, let me get that could be a compilation 
where homies that like my rap come in and do the rap in the studio and we film them and you know, like, let me get that one. Let me get that volume two. Let me get that volume three rap, uh, rap, favorite rappers of raps. That's dope. Their favorite rapper. Yeah. And this one guy, he knew every, like there's one guy, the PD two tape that you have. Yeah. I think there's one guy that knows every word verse for verse. And he got on the phone. One day I got this anonymous phone call. I don't know how he got my number, but he just started rapping to me all my old raps. Right. And I said, who is this? And he wouldn't tell me who it was. <laughs> and wow. I was like, who is it? I still don't know to this day really? who it was, but somebody else knew my rap. So that's, I, I, I think that Seattle could get put on the map if we launch a lot of different platforms. See, everybody wants the limelight for their self. Uh, it, it doesn't work like that. It no, works. No. It works like by putting other people on. Right. Right. You definitely. get more famous for doing that opening doors than you do for closing them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Man, uh, man, 3d. I, man, <laughs> I mean, like this... I mean, you know, we might have to do two or three interviews, <laughs> and I'm willing to always come back and talk to you, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because the vision that I see where rap is headed and where it's going, there's a market in there, just like I said. And then, like, you can have different platforms. Like, I have one where I said there's one of me in every town. Yeah. If you went to every town. Who is, okay, duh, you know, OG rapper or singer that's really the baddest in in, in, in your town and you want to nominate them for burnt out to bubbling, then contact them. Right. And see, it's where it's where intervention of drugs meets the studio. Right. Oh, so this, so this girl, yeah, 3D, this is Leslie. I'm from uh, Miami, Miami, Florida. My brother's the best one in the town. But he's on them drugs. Burst out the bubbling. Can you help my brother? It's like hood to hood, but we come to your town and we record the dude or the girl and we put them on. And the before and the after is what people are interested in. If he goes back to drugs, that's his business. If he makes it, that's him. But we start a documentary platform right. where we're. Where we're, and, and, it, and it's different types of one like the world's first slow rap album do you have a love rap album a love song that you want to do in a rap album right. well you know uh, 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 Love Incorporated will come to your town or submit your stuff and we'll put you in a documentary and we'll interview see the only thing is it costs a lot of money to travel now to, yeah. I mean unless you're driving yourself and it takes a lot of energy, and will it really go anywhere? But see, you 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 launch all these pilots of these platforms, and you put them in documentaries, and there's a fan base for everything. Sure, that's like, yeah, man, I like the love raps, LL, but they didn't never bring it back. Uh, Special K, I got a man, you know, stuff like that. Right. But they didn't. They, they, and then you know, there's some love raps out here but they don't get to play. 
But man, I can listen to that all day. Right. Okay. Do you like love raps? Who are you? And the the with social media, the listener, you can find your listener like that. Yeah. And so let's say you find 30,000 listeners of a certain genre of music. Well, you can put the stuff on the internet, give them a sample of it and sell it to them. And you can even come and do a show, you know? So there's room for Seattle rap everywhere, but I think all the rappers are going to have to come together and we're all going to have to be on the same page. Now that's a lot of egos. That's a lot of egos to manage. Anywhere, it doesn't matter if if you're from Seattle, but if you as a producer, if you were the first one to break ground, trackaholic, if you Ryan Clune, if you were the first one to get at least ten good rappers or five rappers, six together from different parts of town, different fabrics of cloth, whether they're Cripper or Blood and you were able to produce them and put them on off. Let's say, the, let's say do your two best songs, and you were able to produce them and put them in a Seattle compilation, they would go. That's why the Southwest Riders made it. Remember now, them? I, 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 I'll tell the you, South- I've, I've, I've done that uh, three times. Yeah. I've actually but done I'm talking that. About, but I'm talking about you have to have Oh, some older rappers like me in there too. <laughs> okay, I see what you're no. saying. No, okay, okay. See, yeah, you the it, young school. It was a while. You have the I, young like, school meet yeah. the old school, or the old school meet the young school. That'll show you that rap is still alive and well. I feel you on that because if you put me on the track with a young guy, yeah. I can hold my own. Because there's one dude. See, one thing you don't hear about me is you don't never hear about people coming up and challenging. Because you got to pack a lunch if you want. <laughs> hey, so I got to ask you. I got to ask you. So did you did you have did you battle? Like do, do like was was that a thing like for you? Like in like no, I mean it was, but but I mostly did written stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Real, I was real serious about that. Now, if somebody wanted to battle me, they can say I had nappy hair and. They can say I lost all my hair, and they can rank. Right, and it can be funny. But you didn't. But really... when I get to rapping, when I get to rapping the stuff that I wrote, people they say, "Oh, okay." Like the song. Now imagine if you had to buy your child a vest. That that's so serious of a topic that people that hear that rap would be like, "Well." You can't argue with the man here. <laughs> said, uh-huh. The battle be over anyway. Huh? Right, right, right. Because right. of the seriousness that the topic is taking over. Right, right. So, right. so um, now if it were true, I did lose my hair. I mean, I, I went bald. I mean, shit, me day. too. Like, I mean, but you know. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's funny at the time, but it's not funny enough to keep selling records because somebody wants, well, you're a good rapper and you talked about the man's hair. Yeah. We can see the man lost his hair. Right. What else? Right. So, you, so, okay. so everybody's always going to. What, what was, what was, uh, what was it like, like doing show? Like, did you do a lot of shows in Seattle? Like, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me, I'm glad you asked. This is how I went. I will mostly open up. So when I opened up for too short, I've opened up for too short 
Two Kings in a Cypher, uh-huh. Rob Bass, and Rob Bass in Canada. Uh, I've opened up for uh, 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 the. Uh, it, it was a Muslim rap. Oh, uh, dang, I forgot their name. It was a Muslim rap group that came out of under the X Clan. You know, they were they were affiliated with them. Van Glorious. They were. I opened up for them guys. Okay. And opening opening up is from here to maybe California. Yeah. I would do so if if that group came to Seattle, and then we we would try to get them to Seattle. So I'd say, okay, for fifteen hundred dollars or a thousand dollars will open up for you and then right. all you gotta do is come sell the ticket. Right. So too short uh we did a show at the NCO club. Oh NCO yeah did, out there at Tacoma. Yeah in, in Tacoma. Yeah. And uh we did uh the Hollywood Underground in Seattle. Okay, yeah. Yeah and when Too Short came to the Hollywood Underground I opened up for him. Mix a lot at all you know baby had baby got back shit already took off mm-hmm. and he felt like too short. I don't got to open up for him. I mean, I'm already famous. Right. 3D, 3D's trying to get famous. And so what it is, is they set up the sound system. Uh-huh. The, uh, there's a promoter and that promoter sets up the sound system. Uh-huh. You come in, you do a sound check. Yeah. If you, if they like your sound check, then they fill the club up. Right. And then you open up for that artist and then you get paid. As soon as your sound check's done, they whip out a little bank pouch and they count the cash and pay it because they're paying you off of the ticket sales that Too Short already made. Wait a minute. So, so are you telling me like you, you're not you're not like on the bill? You you just have to show up? No, I am on the bill. I'm oh, okay. it up for him, but I'm getting paid. See, Too Short was making about ten to twenty thousand dollars a show. For sure, yeah. Because yeah. people knew who he was. Right. So I'm only charging a thousand to open up. Well, right. yeah, we need to open the act. We just can't bring two short in. And so a thousand, two two shows a night, that's one, two, three, that's four thousand. Sure. Because you're doing two, you're doing an early show Friday, an early show Saturday, a late show Saturday, and a late show Friday. Right. So that's four shows. Right. A thousand dollars a show. And so um, I've had known rappers try to get me to defect from the group I was with, but I was loyal to PD too. Uh. No, even, even 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 though I let my drug life and drinking life get to me, where eventually I wasn't loyal anymore. Yeah. At the time, Two Shorts manager came to me and said, "Say, man, why don't you leave the group and come sign with?" this label and we'll put you on because they liked my rap so much. Yeah. Even, 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 even too short came up to me, but shows are the shows are the bread and butter. If you're not doing shows, you're really not making money no more because you know, they have record stores. Now they don't have record stores. You have to get it offline. You're yeah. streaming. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're really not making the money off the actual album that you are, unless you're exploiting every part of it. Right. True that. But, but doing shows, that's how it was. We would open up, we'd rap, we'd get paid. And then we'd go to sleep and go to the next town. And we'd open up. Cause I went 
with two short through five cities. I went to, to Santa Clara State College down in California, and believe me, that shit was rocking, man. Right. I'm telling you, there, there's, man, white girls, black girls, man, there's so many bitches that know too short. You, you, and see, them known rappers, uh-huh. they played a lot of the little cities around the big city because more people, you can get the whole small town and then you'd have other people that would drive two or three hours. Like if you played Pasco, you would get all the people from the Tri-Cities, Pasco, you would get people from Yakima, Spokane, Spokane and they yeah. would just flood that town. Right. See, but if you played Spokane, you're not going to get a lot of people from those little towns that are going to come to the big town. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, now, did you did you I only think, make one album? Well, Dope Music for the Head that's out, uh-huh. that album never came out. Oh, it never came out. Because I went to prison. There were songs that are on it that were on singles. Yeah. But... But like crack in the box, that's one of my favorite songs where you drive through the window and you get your crack. Yeah, man, can I get on status with right. a 20 in the mobile apparatus, please? <laughs> yeah, that'll be 5262 at the window. Exactly. Welcome to crack in the box. May I help you? Yeah, can I get your geeking, seeking, tweaking, uh, pockets never leaking? And so this was, with weed being legal now, crack in the box has a market because it's not so far-fetched that you can drive through and get your drugs. <laughs> right. With right. drugs being, with right. drugs damn near being legal, right. now they pass the law where you can't use it in public. But drugs are no longer a felony. Right. Right. So, so it's more conceivable. And the rap was legalizing the drug of the century, a one-way ticket to penitentiary. The government breaks back to most sales tax. Now, so they can slap cocaine with the big tax, catching the king, playing the dope man, and catching the kingpin, a plan for the head man so he can be all in, moving big powder and slinging the rocks. The government wants to create a crack in the box. And it was off uh, the Ohio players' background was sampled in there. It's what you're rapping about. Because when we first started the show, you said, well, how does a rap get made? Right. It, starts with, it starts with an idea. And the idea is that the government wants to legalize drugs. Like some places, you can drive through and pick up your cocaine or your hair run, just like I'm talking about, and it's legal. France, France, and Amsterdam, they have weed bars. Shit, some of Portland's like that too. Shit, Portland, you can drive through and 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 and, and you can order a number two, and you can order a special at the same time. <laughs> special, <laughs> yeah. So that rap was before its time. Yeah. And because I didn't do the right thing, so rappers out there, music business people out there, if you're out there, you got to do the right thing for the sake of the of, of the art. Yeah, of the game, definitely. Yeah, you got to. Definitely. I was supposed to open up the DJ quick at the Paramount. Right. Do you know they paid me all that money and I missed the show and was gone for two days and then they had to get the show to Owen, this dude named Owen. Uh, Ready and willing. Right. Yeah. 
and and so shout out shout out Owen. I was I wasn't manageable. Yeah, because my artist, as an artist, my manager didn't have control over what I did. How can you market an artist that's not manageable? Right. If he's not, if he says, well, comb your hair to the side, but I comb it back and come out for the photo shoot, and my stuff is looking different than the image he's trying to sell. Right. I'm not manageable. Like my masters, the reason them guys were able to put the re-release the song yeah. on their vinyl is because I didn't own my own master. Oh, so th- so those masters came from a record company? No, the masters came from the producer that, that was responsible for producing for producing me. Right, right, right. See, right like right. dope music, dope music for the head. Donnell made the beats on his drum machine, uh-huh. Studio Four Forty, and his keyboard. We took his 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 drum machine and his uh, turntables into the studio, and we laid out the first few songs. So the kick drum, the bass drum, the snare, and the hi hats all went on for the first four tracks. Right. Those were called passes, mm-hmm. and so you had to pass your music out. See, when you when you, when you start the reel to reel, it automatically started the drum machine to sync. That's called simpty time code. Simpty time code, yes, sir. Right. So you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. So it was very expensive to get every sound isolated mm-hmm. because you had separate outputs on your drum machine. Right. So you would have to you'd have to say, okay, the kick drum goes to output one. Uh-huh. The snare goes to output two. Right. The hi hats go to three and and the bass line goes to four. So you had to set up to record just to capture those sounds. So I would start the drum machine, or I'd start the reel to reel, it'll play the drum machine, and it would filter out that one sound. Did you realize that if there's 20 sounds in a song, how many passes you had to make yeah. just to lay the album out? That's why I said it cost at least fifty to $75,000. <laughs> to seriously market an artist because yeah. then you had to press it, you had to get it mastered, mm-hmm. you had to get it mixed, you know, you, you had to do all these different things. Yeah. See, that vinyl has that warm, rich bottom sound. You You're going to have some noise. Yeah. You're going to have some noise. That's why they have Dolby. But digital will record your stuff so clean. I got tracks that are so clean and digital mm-hmm. that the only way I can get the bottom in is to run it through a lot of watts Definitely. to get the bass yeah. in it, and then I have to re-record it again. Uh-huh. I know there's some other things that you want to ask, but Rome wasn't building the bank. Well, no, actually, um, I mean, I you know, like I, I pretty much asked everything I needed to, and you gave me more than what I even yeah, thought well, I would get. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> I got a lot that I need to talk about. But, well, we could definitely do it again. Yeah. That's not a problem at all. Okay. Well, you know, thanks thanks for having me, man. And, you know, peace to everybody out there. And, you know, uh, I hope that your music careers go well. And I'm still I'm still rapping, even at 50-plus years. <laughs> years old, 50 I'm, plus. I'm still doing it. So just have a passion for it. That's all I can say for you guys. And listen to the trackaholic, Ryan Kroon. He's the guy. And I want to look forward to 
uh, working with you one day. Yes, very soon, very soon, man. I, um, I, I on behalf of uh, the sideshow, man, I, I just really appreciate you taking out the time. You well, know what I'm saying? Well, well, I thank you for the sideshow to come pull me to the side because right now, man, I'm on the side of the road. My tires just <laughs> pop. I'm inflating them. But I'm using one of them inflators that you got to plug in the cigarette lighter. <laughs> so my tires will be full. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, you will, bro. You will. Okay. Well, man, well, um, we, we're going to talk again soon because we have more business to do. We got more. We got we got sure. records we got to make. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I will be looking forward to joining and uh, doing it and I thank you on behalf of the sideshow for having me man once again y'all thank man you. 3D in the building from PD2 I, I appreciate it man I mean iconic and uh, and full of game you know what I'm saying we've been laced up right man my shoes is hella tight it's all good okay call me man alright man I'll talk to you soon 3D okay I'm gone man peace right. everybody alright thank you